Hello, everyone. You're listening to another episode of the Print Life Podcast. Today, I'm going to be chatting about what I'm pretty sure is the number one question I get asked and probably the most requested topic in a lot of communities that I've seen over the years. And that is, how do I go about pricing out my prints? You're listening to the Print Life Podcast. I'm Leslie Kinahan, owner and creative director at White Buffalo Studio and founder of the Print Life Community. This podcast was created to offer insight into the hidden world of print design. If you're a surface pattern or print designer who wants to attract dream clients, increase sales, and build a sustainable business that you love, you're in the right place. With over a decade of experience, I'll be covering all things surface pattern and print design, sales, marketing, and mindset to support designers in growing a creative business. Whether you're freelance, in-house, or just getting started, I've got you covered. Welcome to The Print Life. Pricing is a complicated topic and will largely be determined by the industry or market that you're working in. That's why it's so important to know who you're serving and how, meaning not only what market are you selling your artwork in, but what type of license is common within that market. I'm going to be speaking to the apparel print design industry today as we chat about pricing out your work. So if your plan is to license out your work or do mainly non-exclusive designs, you may want to do some research in those specific areas before you begin setting your price points. Before you can even begin thinking about pricing out your work, you must first ask yourself, what market are you selling in? What is the industry standard within that market? What's the expectation of the client base in that market? Are you selling finished prints or are you doing mainly custom commissions with several rounds of notes? Some things that might impact your pricing for custom prints might be whether or not you're starting from scratch, are you being given a design brief or are you creating on your own? Is it very intricate? Is it very simple? Do they want it in repeat or not? How many rounds of notes will there be? Is there a very quick turnaround time? Sometimes if a client wants something turned around very quickly, you want to really factor that into your pricing structure so that they're not always coming to you when there's this need for speed, because that can, that can tend to get kind of like a high anxiety relationship with a client. So you always want to make sure that you're charging for that because what you'll find out in more cases than not that if you let them know you're charging an additional fee for a quick turnaround time, they'll let you know how much time they really do have so that there's a little bit of that pressure is taken off. It can be super beneficial to have a rate sheet in place before you begin negotiating with clients for custom work, because all of those little things that might pop up that are beyond the scope of the original project will always be there in front of them because you gave it to them from the start. No hidden surprises, no secrets. It's not a mystery so that if they come to you and say, you know, I know we already went through our three rounds of notes, but we'd really like to make these changes. You can say, well, my hourly rates on the rate sheet, let me know how you'd like to proceed. Or if they ask to have something in repeat and then they make changes and then you needed to put it in repeat again, we need to be very clear from the start with our clients about what is included with custom work. 
um, so that no matter what kind of little surprises arise, you're covered, so to speak. You also want to make sure with custom pricing that you're including a little bit of wiggle room for taxes, especially if you're an independent contractor, potentially insurance, your own personal insurance expenses. Um, because often as independent contractors, those things are not included for us. We take care of that on our own. Pricing will eventually feel a lot more comfortable for you when all of these numbers are in place, because then it becomes more about the numbers and the research you've done. If you know your market, you know what a client expects, you have a rate sheet, maybe even review your rate sheet with a fellow designer in our industry or in a community you're in to make sure that you're pricing yourself out according to kind of the industry standard. Also leaving that wiggle room. So making sure that your prices reflect a little bit more for taxes. And once you have this rate sheet and all of these numbers in place, when those moments come where you're on the spot and a, a project is thrown at you from a client and they say, well, what, what would you charge me to do A and B and C? You can kind of come back confidently and quickly knowing that the quote that you're giving them kind of covers all of your bases. A baseline really helps you to come up with a nice range off the cuff that you're going to be comfortable with. And being comfortable and feeling confident with the quotes that we give our clients, with the way we're pricing our work is key because that is going to make sure that the relationships that we're building and the work that we're doing is bringing us joy rather than you know stress and anxiety because we did not quote enough or we didn't charge enough or we're upset about the amount of money we're being paid for the work we're doing. You want to go into it knowing that you're happy with the number, you're confident in how you can deliver, and that everything's been covered. The expectations on both sides, both you and the client, that the expectations are known. Now, having a rate sheet, having your numbers in place, this is not to say that you can't set your own pricing for your work, regardless of the market standard, because you can and you should in many cases, but knowing your market is going to be key as a baseline or having a solid jumping off point. For apparel print design, exclusive licenses are the most common, and these can range from about 550 USD to about 750 USD for like a custom piece or a commissioned job. Then there's also the matter of whether or not it's in repeat, how many colorways, which as a studio, we used to charge extra for those things when we were selling at the 550 price point. But I, I like to say that as a, at the 650 price point, the repeat should be included and potentially one alternate colorway. Something you might want to keep in mind in terms of repeats is to also realize that the intricacy of the print and the type of print and the layout is all going to determine whether or not that repeat is going to take you a long time or not. So with finished pieces, it's always nice to either have an idea in mind of what that repeat's going to look like or have an idea in mind of how you're pricing out a print based on how elaborate or how simple it is. But once we get past these initial numbers, you can really move on to choosing a price for you that's in the range, not only of your market, but what feels best for where you are in your creative journey, what you feel confident with and what feels aligned for you based on your experience level. Confidence plays a huge role in pricing out our work. 
And the confidence that we have as creatives, our creative confidence, will come from clarity of the end use, clarity of the customers we're serving, and then the consistency of the work that we're doing within that market, having the clarity right, of our client and the end use. And once you get your work out there in front of potential clients, in front of studios, in front of reps and agents, in front of your peers, even in some cases, and get a little bit of that feedback, this is also going to be really beneficial to you in making the tweaks and changes necessary to then move forward and to build confidence in how you're pricing out your work. Your experience level is also going to help you place yourself within that range that we mentioned for apparel print design. And your experience level is also going to give you that little boost of confidence in putting that price tag on your work, what you deliver, the experience you offer, the experience the client gets from working with you. If you're a seasoned designer, Maybe your eye is very trained for color, for layout, and you're charging on the higher end because you're a specialist in your niche. You set your own prices. You're not just going off of the going rate. This is something that's available to you as you become a specialist in your niche, as you become training your eye, as you become better at layout, as you become better at color. On the flip side, if you're newer in the industry, you can always ask yourself, what is the value of this opportunity. Let's say it's with the client for custom piece. If the value of the opportunity is there, you're getting your foot in the door. You may lean toward the, the lower end of that range in exchange for the value of the experience in exchange for the opportunity that is being provided to you. I've often taken a lower rate just to get my foot in the door and whether or not you're experienced or you're newer in the industry, you may also take a little bit of a lower rate on the spectrum that I gave, not anything under that, but you may take on the lower end of that range if they're going to be a repeat client, because we need to consider as designers, as freelancers, as studios, we must consider the lifetime value of the client, not just the one-off design that we're selling, not just the one-off experience or the one-off paycheck, but What's the lifetime value of this client? Are they going to be coming back to me again and again? Are they going to continue to come back to me project after project? And if they do so, then you can negotiate a lower rate for that client. Maybe they buy in bulk. Maybe they buy every other month and they're frequent buyers. This gives them a a larger overall value to you. So taking a lower rate might feel okay for you. But again, it has to feel aligned for you and where you are in your journey. It's not always just about the going rate. I want to use an example here that my husband mentioned once that I thought was pretty good. No matter what brand or what store you go into, milk is roughly the same price point at every store, every brand. But if you want organic milk, you might pay a bit more because you want organic. If you want that fancy raw milk that's in the glass bottle that has the cream at the top that we get every once in a while because it's like a nice treat, you're going to pay a little bit more for that. You may, you may be willing to spend more for that if you're making like a nice dessert or you're having guests over and you want the good cream for the coffee. Whatever the case may be, when something seems to be unique or specialized or 
a little bit perceived higher value, such as being a specialist, you're able to charge over the going rate. You're able to charge a premium. But on the flip side of there being that standard where you can go above the line and below the line, ask yourself, if you were staring at two different bottles of milk, the same milk, and one was like really super cheap, would you question the value of it? Because most of the milk is the same price. And then there's this really super cheap milk sitting on the shelf. Wouldn't you wonder like, is it, is it bad? Is it good? Is it organic? What's the deal with the cows? You know, like there's all these questions that you may ask yourself because it's so cheap. So it's, it's very tricky to go too low of a price point with your work because you may be undervalued, not only undervaluing us as a whole and bringing the bar down in the industry, but your work may be perceived as perhaps not up to par. So you want to be careful of how low you're going. Would you buy the milk that's underpriced or would you be worried that perhaps there's something wrong with it? It's just something to think about that I found interesting. There is a standard and there's an expectation of the customer who's purchasing the milk, right? But even with something as simple as milk, branding and quality of the product are what is going to allow for the increase in price. You may even want to consider the niches of milk, such as oat milk, almond milk, and coconut milk. There's a market there for something that isn't quite milk. And that's where like branding and being specialized and choosing a market focus can really kind of allow you to cut through the noise and be your own thing and do your own thing and attract your unique clients that want specifically what you are, what you do and what you provide. How specialized are you willing to go? Specialization is key in getting a premium price for your work. As we talk about money and pricing our work, it seems really important to touch on fear here because we often let fear push us to say yes to a job or a client or a price that is not quite aligned. Fear, hesitation, and doubt in the moment that you put your price out there on your work or out in the world. Sometimes it can even seem like the easiest thing to do is just charge what everyone else is charging, right? Or even to charge a little less. To think that if we give a better deal, that we'll get more clients. And something I want to challenge in terms of pricing out the competition is, do you really want to be the low price leader? Because the lower we go, the lower it will continue to go. And we must be mindful of paving the way for future artists and designers who want to make a living with their art, make a living selling their art. I feel like in order to do this at this time, at this very crucial time, I think in our industry, we have to raise the bar. We have to set the stage for future designers and bust the myth of the starving artist because it's all within our control at this moment. It's up to us to pull those prices up. It's up to us to say no when someone is not offering what we believe our work is worth or the value of what we're offering the client. If we collectively raise the bar, the bar will raise. If we continue to say yes to lower numbers, 
the bar will go down. And the lower we value our work, the lower we're valuing ourselves as artists, which isn't really speaking to allowing future designers to move forward on this path and make a living doing what we're doing. I read a book a long time ago that in the simplest explanation I can give you is you don't get what you don't ask for. So ask for what you want. Let your worth be known. And if a company that can put a print on whatever they want to put on for the rest of, for all time, making who knows how much money off this one piece of artwork, doesn't want to pay that extra 50 or a hundred bucks that you're trying to charge for your art, let them go. They weren't meant for you. When we remove the fear of losing the client, losing the job, losing the print, losing them to our, to our competitors, then we can start putting our own work out there and our price points out there with confidence, knowing that we're providing value. We have maybe more knowledge of the market. We know our work is aligned. We're a specialist in the niche of the industry. We know our worth and it won't matter what others are charging anymore. If you can get behind your own price point, if you can know that you're doing it for the greater good of the industry of other designers that are going to come behind us, then you can do it with full confidence, knowing that you're making the right choice, not just for you, but for all of us. And if something doesn't feel aligned for you, let it go. I used to get annoyed or angry when certain clients I would work with, I felt like I was getting ripped off or I was spending too much time and not being paid my worth. And then I realized one day I'm the one saying yes to these jobs. I'm the one who did not negotiate on my own behalf. Say yes to what is your worth, what you feel is your worth, what you feel is aligned and forget about everything else and know that you'll be supported in that. Where I want to end today is the idea that you get more of what you say yes to. You, what you put out there and the price point on your work is the type of clients you're going to attract into your space. And you're going to get less of what you say no to. And you're going to get less of the clients that maybe aren't aligned for you by putting your work out there at the price point that feels good for you. So what do you want more of? Let's raise the bar. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Print Life Podcast. If you want to learn more about what I think is the number one key to finding your unique place in the industry, finding your unique clients, and creating a sustainable business that has buyers coming back to you again and again, head on over to whitebuffalostudio.com forward slash free training. See you next time.